Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. But after we finish our radio show every day, the Armstrong and Getty Show, we keep on going. We do a podcast that you never hear on the air. It might be more in-depth analysis of the day's events, uh, our allegedly keen observations of the world around us, or even more of the ridiculous and absurd stories that you crave every weekday. Yeah, we call it Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. It's a podcast that you should subscribe to right now. You can find it on the iHeart app or wherever you download podcasts. This is a narrative that the Kremlin wants, that everything is okay now, everyone pulled together, we're going to hold these people to account, we're not going after these soldiers, these Wagner mercenaries, the ones that didn't do anything wrong, they can sign up and become uh, a proper part of the military. And no surprise, uh, Putin blaming the West and Ukraine for trying to ferment and exploit this situation. Yeah, this is going to be interesting to follow over the next several days. Uh... There's there's no way Prigozhin's going back to just being a regular guy, right? No, no. He's he's probably going to head for exile somewhere and, and watch his back the rest of his life. He'll buy his way into some oil emirate or something and, and you know, live a lavish life until somebody puts one in his brain. Yeah, so Ian Bremmer's uh, reporting on it last night from his sources was, well, kind of what we were guessing yesterday. Uh, he, Prigozhin was welcomed as he crossed the border into Russia. He's headed toward Moscow. He takes a couple of different towns, people cheering in the streets. But as he was marching toward Moscow, he was in communication and none of the oligarchs, none of the big military leaders in the Russian government, none, no, nobody in the government, nobody joined him. They all said, Hey, you're on your own on this one, buddy. And he yeah. thought they would, they thought that, you know, it's like, 
I don't know. You can go go back to Shakespeare. He thought um, he thought people would switch to his side, and they didn't. Good analysis in the New York Times. The headline is "His Glory Fading." A Russian warlord took one last stab at power, and and the story was several things that unfolded. Um, He's a psychopath. That, gets left out of this story too much. He's a psychopath. Oh yeah, that's true. It's absolutely true. But he uh, he was in that feud with the military for a long time, and was uh, he was like the only guy in the world allowed to criticize. Well, certainly in the Russian world, allowed to criticize the war effort, and he's mouthing off constantly. And we were talking about it for weeks. How does he get away? Why is Putin putting up with it? What what's going to happen next? Well, as it turns out, it became more and more clear that Putin was pushing him aside. Um, his uh. His private army had been sidelined. They were told, you've all got to sign contracts with the Russian uh, military. You can't be independent anymore. His lucrative catering contracts had come under threat. Uh, the commander he wanted got sacked. The guys he hated the most, Putin stood up with and said, these are my guys. And so he he knew he was screwed, so he thought he would make this last-ditch demonstration of his power and influence. But like you said... He was working the phones as he was walking toward Moscow, and nobody was picking it up. Nobody was p- taking his calls. So I don't think Putin's a psychopath. He's a, maybe a sociopath or whatever dictators tend to be. But Putin doesn't videotape himself caving in people's heads with a sledgehammer while they're tied to a wall. I mean, that's some pretty crazy behavior. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just think it's a different style because Putin has people killed brutally all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just think Prigozhin has uh, was Prigozhin's a lot closer to the street still. So his shows of toughness were much more street. I guess Putin's are subtle. Oh, he slipped out a window. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. That's what I thought. I guess I was just thinking if I have to choose one of those guys to be in charge of Russia and the nuclear arsenal, I'm actually picking Putin. I would agree, yeah. Which is an awful situation to be in. I was going to say, that's a hell of a choice. Thank you. You want to get stabbed in the eye or set on fire? Well, gee, let me think about it. Oh, speaking of militaries, this is, I think, under-discussed in America. Several branches of the U.S. military, really anybody but the Marines, are falling well short of their recruiting goals, despite a bunch of initiatives taken, undertaken by all the branches that are designed to attract as many quality recruits as possible. Um, and nobody sees an easy fix. The Army missed its goal by 25%. That's 15,000 soldiers in fiscal year 2022. They're projected to be almost that short uh, this year, about 10,000 soldiers short. The Air Force, meanwhile, met its active duty target in 2022, but expects to be 10,000 airmen short of its goal this year. I the Navy the- expects to miss its target of about 38,000 active duty sailors by 6,000. I'm aware that the Marines is smaller, so obviously they need fewer people. But I think there's something to the idea that they meet the recruitment goals when their rep is like, we're the best. We, you got to be super tough. You got to like really excel. And just the way that filters into a lot of the rest of our culture where, uh, this, this, um, we're going to motivate people through the idea that 
everybody just kind of needs to like do okay and it doesn't seem to be working whereas there's 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 much more of a human nature aspect to i want to be part of the best and excel and strive you know it's the setting high goals for children and they and they reach them as opposed to just kind of let's have everybody barely be able to read and barely graduate high school it just doesn't seem to be very motivating right i would agree yeah people like hierarchies in spite of the left's uh, attempt to destroy them or, you know, render them irrelevant, uh, whether in education or whatever. Uh, there's a little more information on this, and it's fairly troubling. Uh, many of the causes of, for the shortfalls are outside the military's control. Uh, only 23% of Americans between the ages of 17 and 24 meet the physical and mental requirements for military service. Only 23%. That's Army amazing. Aptitude, oh, yeah, yeah. Army aptitude test scores fell by 10% during the COVID pandemic. You know, uh, to me, you almost have to grade it on a curve. Everybody knows what happens with people not in school and the rest of it. And if you have to bring people up to speed, bring them up to speed um, to have the armed forces be at uh, adequate levels. Uh, up to 70% of potential Army recruits are now disqualified in the first 48 hours due to obesity, low test scores, or drug use. Up to 70% of recruits. So that's people who express an interest. Obesity. Low test scores and drug use. Or drug use. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. So that one's, uh, well, that's basically what that is. Yeah. You're, you're high, you're too dumb to pass the test scores, or you're too fat. Fat, drunk, and stupid. Hmm, that's no good. So if you're 40 years old and would love to be in the Navy, you can sail the seven seas in the Navy. You can put your mind at ease. Um, in the, uh, in January, the Navy raised its maximum age for new recruits from 39 to 41. You know, this experimented with lowering entrance exam requirements. I would grant a COVID, um, uh, lowering of standards. I think that's different than like an for all time systemic lowering of standards. Well, then, and then we, we can't, we got into this yesterday. I don't remember what spurred this conversation, but it was the idea of why do we have hardly any physical requirements whatsoever if you're going to be a computer geek or an accountant or whatever you're going to be? And, and why couldn't you be 55 and be in the Navy if you're a computer dude? Right. You know, it reminds me a little bit of our, our conversation yesterday where the Tucson Police Department was hiring non-cops right. as detectives. That's what, and they that's decided what's, yeah. that you got to be three years of uh, a street cop is not necessary, really. So can we designate certain branches of the military, the cerebral branches or whatever? Dude's never going to hold a gun. He's never going to stick a bayonet in somebody. He's never or she's never going to be in a trench, but she happens to be brilliant at logistics planning or or computers or whatever he can't drag a 150 pounds across this whatever he's never gonna have to he's a hacker yeah exactly so and i don't understand the age requirement for that either so huh i think it may be time to move beyond some of the 20th century conceptions of the military what it does and how it does it in fact i know it with certainty that it is and I understand tradition and conservatism in the military uh, and, and discipline and that sort of thing. And you don't I have railed against some of the social experiments sure, that Congress has forced the military to engage in. So I'm not talking about just wholesale dropping all traditions, but 
Is there some blind spot, some some uh, a flaw to our reasoning that we're missing? I'm strong and petty. That's not inspiring. It's not fair. It seems irresponsible. It's cold. You know, it's not a victory. It's a it's a surrender. It doesn't even, it's 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 so childish. It's so juvenile. Yeah. Upper yeah. Hey, this is great. We. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What you're listening to now is the Armstrong and Getty Show, but make sure to check out our many podcasts. There's Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, featuring interviews with interesting people. There's Armstrong and Getty Select Cuts, that's short highlights from the radio show. And Armstrong and Getty One More Thing, featuring stuff you don't hear on the radio show ever. All are free, and all are available on the iHeart app or wherever you like to download your podcasts. Couple of things of interest. Number one, uh, they in the New York Times they're talking about how in Buenos Aires, Argentina, a world class culinary scene is flourishing. That would not necessarily be news if it were not for the fact that Argentina is in the middle of an extraordinary financial crisis. Inflation is at more than one hundred and fourteen percent, not fourteen percent, a hundred and fourteen percent, the fourth highest rate in the world. Inflation is a hundred percent. So does that mean a dollar is worth half as much? By the end of the day or the end of the week or whenever they're measuring? Well, uh, the value of their peso dropped 25% over a three-week period in April, if you can imagine that. Wow. But so annualized, yeah, prices more than double every every year. Um, yet it is the peso's downfall that is fueling the restaurant industry's upswing. Argentines are eager to get rid of the currency as quickly as they can. Wow. And that means the middle and upper classes are going out to eat more often. God, they figure they might as well. There's no point in saving. Anyway, I thought that was, uh, that was interesting. And it's, it reaches pretty far down into the working class too. Everybody just thinks to hell with it. I'm spending my money. Oh, that'd be I scary. don't need more clothes or coats or shoes or whatever, but I got to eat. So let's go out for a nice dinner. Anyway, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, so this is uh, an opinion piece by Rob Henderson, who's an interesting guy. He was a U.S. Air Force uh, guy, uh, veteran, and uh, and he's a Ph.D. Ca- uh, candidate at Cambridge. So a wide variety of life experiences, which I think makes for more interesting people. But uh, he, he opens with a former classmate from Yale recently told me that monogamy is kind of outdated and not good for society. Whatever. So I asked her, what's her background and if she planned to marry? She said she comes from an affluent family and works at a well-known technology company. And yes, she personally intends to have a monogamous marriage, but quickly added that marriage shouldn't have to be for everyone. She was raised by a traditional family. She planned on having a traditional family, but she maintained that traditional families are old-fashioned and society should evolve beyond them. What could explain this, Rob asks? <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering that myself. Here comes the brilliance. In the past, upper-class Americans used to display their social status with luxury goods. Today, they do it with luxury beliefs. People care a lot about social status. In fact, research indicates that respect and admiration from our peers are even more important than money for our sense of well-being. Not for me. <laughs> I'll take the money. I don't care what you all think. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in it for the money, personally. Uh, We feel pressure to display our status in new ways. That is why fashionable clothing always changes. But as trendy clothes and other products become more accessible and affordable, there is increasingly less status attached to luxury goods. The percentage of the population that's driving a Mercedes-Benz right now, for instance, is way, way, way higher than it used to be. Partly because Mercedes got smart and started producing lower-cost vehicles. Anyway... Rob writes, the upper classes have found a clever solution to this problem, luxury beliefs. These are ideas and opinions that confer status on the rich at very little cost while taking a toll on the lower class. 
One example of luxury beliefs is that all family structures are equal. This is not true. Evidence is clear that families with two married parents are the most beneficial for young children. It's not even close. And yet affluent, educated people raised by two married parents are more likely than others to believe monogamy is outdated, marriage is a sham, or that all families are the same. That's hilarious. There are a bunch more examples. Relaxed attitude about marriage trickles down to the working class and the poor. In the 1960s, marriage rates between upper-class and lower-class Americans were nearly identical. But during this time, affluent Americans loosened social norms, expressing skepticism about marriage and monogamy. This luxury belief contributed to the erosion of the family. Today, the marriage rates of affluent Americans are nearly the same as they were in the 1960s. But working-class people are far less likely to get married. Out-of-wedlock birth rates, more than 10 times higher than they were in 1960, mostly among the poor and working class. Affluent people seldom have kids out of wedlock, but are more likely than others to express the luxury belief that doing so is of no consequence. Wow. Another luxury belief is that religion is irrational or harmful. Um, irrational. Members of the upper class. Is that what you said? Uh, yeah, I meant to, if I didn't. Irrational or harmful, yeah. Members of the upper class are most likely to be atheists or non-religious, but they have the resources and access to thrive without the unifying social edifice of religion. Places of worship are often essential for the social fabric of poor communities, which is an excellent point. Denigrating the importance of religion harms the poor. Uh, while affluent people often find meaning in their work, most Americans do not have the luxury of a profession. They have jobs. They clock in, they clock out. Without a family or community to care for, such job can feel meaningless. Hence, drug addiction, etc. Then there's the luxury belief that individual decisions don't matter much compared to random social forces, including luck. This belief is more common among many of my peers at Yale and Cambridge than the kids I grew up with in foster care or the women and men I serve with in the military. The key message is that the outcomes of your life are beyond your control. This idea works to the benefit of the upper class and harms ordinary working people. It's common to see students at prestigious universities work ceaselessly, then downplay the importance of tenacity. They perform an aw shucks routine to suggest they just got lucky rather than accept credit for their effort. I know several people like that who've worked there i was gonna say ass off put another dollar in the jar uh, i think that was justified the co- yeah, expression. Son of a i will co-pay your fine <laughs> but i've no i know people that work like crazy to get where they are and 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 believe that the system is rigged or it's luck what or privilege or whatever yeah, yeah so they discredit their own tenacity their own work the message is damaging, he writes. If disadvantaged people believe random chance is the key factor for success, they will be less likely to strive. White privilege is the luxury belief that took me the longest to understand because I grew up around poor whites, he writes. Often members of the upper class claim that racial disparities stem from inherent advantages held by whites. Yet Asian Americans are more educated, have higher earnings, and live longer than whites. Affluent whites are the most enthusiastic about the idea of white privilege, yet they are the least likely to encourage any cost for promoting that belief. Rather, they raise their social standing by talking about their privilege. In other words, upper-class whites gain status by talking about their high status. When laws are enacted to combat white privilege, it won't be the privileged whites who are harmed. Poor whites will bear the brunt. I thought this was absolutely terrific thinking. Armstrong and Getty. Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Yeah! Don't you think that's a little odd? Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show. i got a quick question for you. What if you happen to miss part of the show of this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. There is no reason to engage in a non-reciprocal chase. I don't care how amazing you think that other person is. By chasing somebody that is showing you that they don't want to be with you, you are self-abandoning your wants, needs, and desires to get somebody else to validate you. And instead of trying to get somebody else to give you the love that you are so desperately craving for, start to give that to yourself. That way you can learn to trust yourself, rebuild your self-worth, save yourself from whatever you are trying to get somebody else to save you from. That way, the next time you see somebody that's inconsistent or unavailable, you get turned off versus turned on by the chase. You're frightening me. Her, something about her pace and tone is, is off-putting. That's a thing these days, that your TikTok videos or whatever, they have to be edited like that. So they're coming, she's so incredibly fast. That's good advice she gave, mostly. I, yeah, I felt like there was some good stuff in there. That was a dating coach, uh, allegedly, about how to handle when people ghost you. Can you play at least the first part of that? She used a term I'd never heard before. There is no reason to engage in a non-reciprocal chase. I don't care how amazing you think that other person is. By chasing okay, that somebody part. that is... Sh- a non-reciprocal chase, which I have engaged in before. Oh, and I've yes. been on the other end. I've been on both ends of the non-reciprocal chase. And it 
is always a waste of time and painful. Um, yeah. If it's in a song or a movie, it's very romantic and generally successful. In real life, it's more a stalkery, and you'll get a restraining order. Well, even aside from that, I, I'm not aware of times when it has worked out to anybody's benefit. So uh, the, the don't engage in a non-reciprocal chase. If they're not interested or you're not interested, it's just that unfortunate and painful and awful. Trust me, I know. But, man, you get nothing out of that. Just tell yourself it's just chemistry. It's a, it's mysterious. Don't take it personally. Or tell That's yourself. It's hard to do. Or tell yourself you're deeply flawed, and if only you'd have done this one thing different, everything would have been okay. It's another way to approach it. Yeah. <laughs> if only you had done this one. Th- if you'd only not said this one thing, everything would have phrased it slightly differently. We'd be together forever. <laughs> but I blew it. <laughs> is that what the song Losing My Religion is about? Mm, no, it's not. I've always thought well, that's it's what about, it was about. It's about having a crush on somebody and, and being so freaked out when you're around them. You don't know how to act. Okay. So it's similar, kind of similar. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, I said too much. Just like, oh, no, I, I didn't say enough. I said too much. Ah, oh, damn it. Right. Similar. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, I see what you're driving at. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So we got that. I got another, I got a couple of things here, all relationship related. This, uh, are you prepared to be annoyed? Oh boy. Set yourself for annoyed. You know, I wake up annoyed most days. So go ahead. I don't know how deep I'll get into this. I might save this for our podcast. I think I'll save this for the one more thing podcast. I'll tell you the headline right now, though. I'm a couples therapist. Something new is happening in relationships. So she's been a couple therapists for years, and she said she's noticed. The ideas behind Black Lives Matter and hashtag MeToo are leading to breakthroughs at home. And it's all about how most couples, even though they're, if they're unhappy or even if they think they're happy, everybody's not recognizing their various privileges or systemic this or that. And it is one of the most annoying things I've ever heard in my life. Would you like to see me vomit? Do you want me to vomit? <laughs> it's... It's hard to take, man. God dang it. So I'm supposed to deconstruct a relationship I'm in based on who has privilege. Like, I'll bet you don't spend near enough. Yeah, yeah, you and Jody, Judy should go to, or not Jody, unless you're seeing someone named Jody. Uh, You and Judy should go to this, (laughs) you and Judy should go to this couples counselor and have her explain to you how you are not at all acknowledging your, uh, Probably patriarchy, mm, probably maleness, yes. ma- maybe whiteness also, even though you're both white. Yes. Um, not acknowledging that at all uh, in the relationship. I, I haven't really, no. See, I knew it. We're both white, like you said. <laughs> I mean. Okay, well, you're not both male. No, no, I'm a straight fella is why. <laughs> No, we're both. So I should acknowledge, honey, I realize as the man, I've, I have privilege that you don't have. And therefore, can I do the dishes tonight? Yeah. You listen to the one more thing today. You'll be amazed at that. Just, oh, oh, it is so hard to take. Oh, boy. This is actually pretty good, I thought, or see what you think of it. When someone you love is upset, ask them this one question. And the setup was uh, talking to lots of different therapists and going through different things and research, blah, blah, blah. They think this is the one question you ask when somebody's really upset so i thought you know i'll bite and i thought it was actually pretty good and i'm going to apply it the next time i need to particularly with my son do you want to be helped heard or hugged 
Oh. And they go through a description of each of those scenarios, although I think if you're of even reasonable intelligence, you can figure out what they are. Helped, hurt, or hugged. Wow, that is so good. Holy cow, that's good. You yeah, know how guys have the reputation of, you know, the wife will just want to tell them about their day, and the guy will say, well, we need to march in I, and tell I, Mr. Jones, I, blah, 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 blah. I, I do that. My wife does that. She does that. It's part of the reason we get along so well. She is such a dude. She's a cute girl and a dude. She's a unicorn. So you both jump right to the how do we solve this? Uh, I try not to anymore. After after watching Rob, what's-his-face's Defending the Caveman, which was so good. It was so brilliant the way it explains. She's not asking you for a game plan. She is, in the parlance of like cavewomen, she's telling you where her berries are. She's telling her, she's telling you I, I what she's where, experienced. I know where her berries are. It's no, no, see, you've turned it sick. You've turned, <laughs> I was trying to be an adult. <laughs> well, I, I like it because I feel like, uh, it depends on the situation. And even, even though the reputation, the book Mars are for men are from Mars, women are from Venus from, these that book's 30 years old, but it was all about that. I think, Men and women have it at different degrees, but there are sometimes, if I'm really upset about something, somebody jumping in with the solution right away makes me want to punch him in the freaking face. Right. Right. Let me oh. vent for a while. I'm about just this, venting. <laughs> let me vent for a while about this really awful freaking thing happened. Later today, maybe later this week, we can get to the how we're going to handle it, but let me be pissed off or hurt or whatever for a while. Yeah. And I think I get to it later than a lot of women do or whatever on when, when you want to get around to that. Then do you want to be helped, heard, you just want to be listened, or do you need to be hugged? I never need to be hugged, but some other people need to be hugged sometimes. How charitable of you to allow the rest of us to go ahead and hug. <laughs> <laughs> I actually yeah, had wow. a similar one, and I have a little bit of guilt over this, but I, it's true. I can't help it. It's just my emotion. Whenever I hit my head on something, which is way too often, or knee or whatever, my uh, my youngest son immediately says, are you okay? Which is nice, but yeah. it always makes me mad. Because <laughs> I'm know. angry. It, well, it's one of those things. Let me be angry at this door for a while that I just hit my head on before we get to the, yes, I'm okay. Boy, I, I can top that. And I, I explained it to him, that. and I said, you didn't do anything wrong. You were right to ask that. It's a good thing to ask that of people. I'm just telling you, in the future, if I hit my head, just give me a second before you jump in with the are you okay? Because right. it just right. makes me mad. And I felt like an idiot for saying that, but it's true. All right, I can top that. And again, it's the love of my life. I'll whack my head. She'll say, careful, be careful. <laughs> I've already taken a blow to my head. Now I know to be careful. It's too late. But then I found myself doing the same thing, and I thought it's just a natural yeah, human response. It it's a response of love and concern. It is. But careful. God, Henry, my bone is sticking out. Careful of what? <laughs> Henry took it to heart, though, and I was gentle about it. Yeah. And he took it to heart. So later yesterday, we're driving to the car. I take a drink of water and I do the old, it goes down the wrong pipe thing. And yeah. I mean, I sounded like I was going to die. I went into <laughs> gurgling and couldn't right. breathe, couldn't talk. He didn't say a word. And, uh, and I looked over him. He said, I didn't say anything, but are you okay? <laughs> I said, That's awesome. <laughs> Good man. 
As I was great. I'm I'm all I'm all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, oh, that's such a bad feeling. I opened up the cupboard where I keep stuff, and I opened it up, and I bent down, and I didn't close the cupboard, and I came up hard and caught it on the corner. Oh no! Oh, that freaking hurt. Oh, and then your bowling ball rolled off the top shelf. <laughs> Yes, Michael. So what did your kids do when you fell on the trail nine times? Did they uh, just, every time you fell, just leave them alone? That turned into a humor situation after, uh, like, <laughs> number five or six. <laughs> oh, there he goes again. Kind <laughs> of like that, yeah. Armstrong and Getty. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. People ask occasionally, uh, I'll speak for myself, Joe, why are you so fired up about all the transgender in school stuff? And uh, part of it, I think, is that it's perverse to be indoctrinating kids into a radical ideology that's held by almost nobody. I think it sexualizes children unnecessarily. and and But mostly... Is And it gets back to that quote from John Paul II um, before he was Pope, where he pointed out that uh, totalitarianism arises out of a denial of truth. If there's no transcendent truth, no sure principles, then it just becomes about power. And that's exactly what Orwell was warning us, too. If you can get the populace to say war is peace, 
freedom is slavery, etc., then all there is is force left. If you can get people to admit on their knees there's no such thing as reality, reality is what you tell me to say, they're they're done. They're sheep. They're they're not independent human beings anymore. And so this is the most Orwellian thing I've ever seen in my lifetime. Teaching little kids there's no such thing as a man or a woman. You can be whatever you want to be. It's just crazy. Anyway, uh, we'll get to that Wall Street Journal editorial in a couple of minutes if we can. Wanted to play this for you. It's a mom in North Carolina getting a lot of attention uh, at a school board meeting. Start with 90, Michael. I'm here to speak on behalf of our younger children and their academics. This book, It Feels Good to Be Yourself, which is in, which has an oxymoronic title based on its content, can be found in 26 elementary schools. It is geared towards K-2, and as Macmillan Publisher says, it basically geared, is geared toward ages 4 through 8. It introduces four different characters with different gender identities. It makes it seem as if gender is an imaginary concept that can be changed on a whim. When the truth is, gender is factual. You're either a boy or a girl. And gender identity, what you see yourself as, that's imaginary. How many different schools did uh, she say the book is in for six-year-olds? something like that. Wow. Yeah, she goes on to tell us more about this fabulous book for four- to eight-year-olds. Well, let me read you a couple of things. First character is Ruthie. She's a transgender girl. That means when she was born, everyone thought she was a boy until she grew a little older, old enough to tell everyone that she's actually a girl. Then there's her brother, Xavier. Xavier is a cisgender boy. Which four through eight-year-old knows what cisgender means? Can they spell cisgender? That means when Xavier was born, everyone thought he was a boy. And as he grew older, it turned out everyone was right. He was a boy. Then there's Alex, the friend. Alex is both a boy and a girl. Then there's JJ. JJ is neither a boy nor a girl. Ever since JJ was very little, they never felt exactly like a boy or girl. They just felt like themselves. This is JJ's gender identity. Some girls, some kids feel like girls. Some kids feel like boys. Some kids feel like a little bit of both. Part boy, part girl. Reminds me of that old commercial. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. Is that okay? Wow. How, how, uh, how difficult it is, is it to talk to your kid? Your five-year-old, they get, you know, a couple hours of that in school, and then you pick them up from school, and that's what they've taught. Because you know how five-year-olds, all they know is what they're learning from adults. And then trying to undo that without causing confusion, grief, and stress. A couple more short clips. Go ahead, Michael. Some kids don't feel exactly like a boy or a girl. They feel like neither. Some kids feel that their gender identity isn't always the same. It's often changing. So now are we endorsing schizophrenia? What are we doing? Whether you feel like a boy or a girl or neither, if you describe yourself another way, that is your gender identity. When does this foolishness stop? When you shroud lunacy, insanity, or fallacy in colorful words and pictures to be read to young children, you have created unsafe and unsafe environment, since we're talking about safe environment, right? And you know, for uh, for anybody out there who 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 wonders why this comes up so much, maybe you don't have kids in school. Because I'm telling you, as someone with a kid in school, it comes up every dang day, and not prompted by me. It's as if that is the one yes. thing schools must teach. It, it, that's what it feels like now. Is that that's yeah. the point of going to school? 
is to have a conversation about gender and sexual orientation. Because that's all the kids are talking about on the playground, driving me crazy. Last clip is the righteous mom brings it home. Where does it stop? At this tender age, our children should be learning their ABCs and one, two, threes. Who authorized this? Who told you that you are God? Who gave you permission to tell our children who they are and who they're supposed to be? This is intentional and evil at its core. Get back to what you were elected to do and formally educate our children, not indoctrinate them with left-wing ideologies under the guise of providing a safe and welcoming space. Hear us clearly. We will not surrender our children. Leave our children alone. I'm reminded, Jack, of something you've said, and and listen to the popular acclaim there uh, of the vast majority of Americans in that room who agreed completely with her. You've often asked about this sort of topic and similar stuff. When did we have the vote? When was the national discussion that it was very important that schools, government schools, Start teaching children. There's no such thing as a man or a woman. You can be whatever you decide you are. There is nothing even comes close to how fast this entered our world. Went from nobody ever thought about it at all to you're teaching it in public schools to five-year-olds in like the blink of an eye. It's wild. A quick word from our friends at HelloFresh. And HelloFresh want you to have it all. Free time and fresh, tasty food. That's why they take care of the planning, shopping, and deliver the ingredients so everything you need to whip up a delicious meal arrives right to your door. It is peak time for summer produce, and HelloFresh makes sure you get all the best picks all season long. Their ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for peak freshness. And are you interested in staying fresh and fit? HelloFresh makes it easy to reach your goals with their fresh and fit recipes. Uh, when it comes to dinner, everyone wants to have options. Well, HelloFresh gets that, and that's why they offer 40 recipes to choose from every week, so you'll never get bored. And when you need to get dinner on the table quickly, HelloFresh's fast and fresh recipes are ready in just 15 minutes or less. Sign up today for 50% off plus free shipping with the code ARMSTRONG50 at HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONG50. You can quit anytime you want. We love it, though, and you're going to, too. That's the code ARMSTRONG50 at HelloFresh.com slash ARMSTRONG50. Wall Street Journal editorial board, the U.S. is becoming an outlier among many Western nations in the way its national medical institutions treat children suffering from distress over gender identity. For years, the American healthcare industry has staunchly defended medical intervention, I would say an enormous profit, for transgender minors, including puberty blockers, which suppress the physical changes, etc. The European medical community, by contrast, is expressing doubts about that approach. Having allowed these treatments for years, five countries, the U.K., Sweden, Finland, Norway, France, now urge caution in their use for minors stressing a lack of evidence that benefits outweigh the risks. This month, the UK's publicly funded National Health Service for England limited the use of puberty blockers to clinical trials only, putting the drugs beyond the reach of most children. Said Leo Sapper, a fellow who studies transgender care at the Manhattan Institute think tank, quote, these countries have done systematic reviews of evidence. They've found that the studies cited to support these medical interventions are too unreliable and the risks too serious. I'm shocked at how far a radical very small minority point of view has penetrated our government schools i know it was in the teachers colleges um 
and and some of the you know philosophy departments a couple of decades ago. It's it it has to do with critical theory, which came out of the French intellectual salons in the sixties, and it has all sorts of branches: critical race theory, uh, queer theory, uh, gender theory, the rest of it. Um, and the idea of it all is to erase any divisions, any lines, any any man, woman, just erase all lines. It's a weird philosophical thing, but it's being sold as some sort of civil rights thing. When, in fact, it's uh, Orwellian Marxism. Erase all facts. There is nothing that is universally accepted as true. And then they have you as we started the segment. with. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.